Hey, this is Takashi Williams and listening to What's Not Going On. Uh, it's been a little bit of a hiatus since my last episode, but I'm glad to be back and I plan on putting out episodes every week this summer. So definitely excited for that and expect more content to come. In this episode, I will be talking to Lenny Chirino. Uh, he is a fullback at the Blackburn Rovers FC for the U23 squad. He is a professional player under their club as well. Uh, in this episode, we'll be talking about not only the Super League, which if you forgot about it, it's been pretty big news, but kind of dulled down a bit, but also his career and also the effect of football on himself as not only an athlete, but a black athlete as well. And growing up in England, what that was like as well. So I think this is a really great episode, really great conversation I had with him, and I hope that you enjoy it. Man. I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad, man. Uh, I guess really getting into it. Uh, how did you start playing football? What sort of made you say, you know, this is my passion. This is what I want to do professionally. Um, football. Football's always been a thing because obviously in England, it's quite a big sport, isn't it? You know what I mean? So during, you know, during like PE, do you know what PE is? It's like, so in school, uh, physical education, that's what, yeah, yeah. that's what it's called. Yeah. So, you know, we do it there all the time. And to be fair, I'm quite an athletic guy, like just in myself, like my genetics. So that's obviously helped me a lot. And uh, my dad used to be a footballer as well. So, you know, that, that helps as well. So it's kind of in, you know, in the blood. But, you know, just like going to different stages, like going from like, grassroots i don't know what i don't know what you call it over there in the states yeah it's like the same term youth programs yeah 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 exactly so went from there and then i've been at a lot of different clubs and now i'm at blackburn just got offered my first professional contract so oh congrats congrats that's one man so uh how has it been sort of now that you're part of a pretty uh like long legacy club the club's been around since around 1875 Mm. i would say yeah. So what's it sort of like being a part of that community and sort of being one of the young guys, you know, up and coming? You're doing your research, isn't it? Yeah, I did, I did a little bit of research. Yeah, really. come <laughs> did some homework. Yeah, come on, man, come on. Yeah, um, yeah, it's been it's been sweet, man. Like I support the club. I mean, it's a club I've uh, been brought up watching. So um, you know, it's always a pleasure to put on the shirt. But um, yeah, you know, it's just another thing. You can you can't dwell on it. You just got to keep improving and hopefully making the next step into the first team is going to be the best one. So, Yeah, and I mean, putting up the numbers you are right now, currently, I believe you guys in the U23s are in second place. Uh, yeah, of we, were, we were in first, but, you know. I mean, you'll get there. I mean, it's a, it's a very close title race with what it seems like uh-huh. to me. But, um, yeah, man. yeah, I mean, in front of clubs like uh, Kelsey, Tottenham, Liverpool. Yeah. Some of those mm-hmm. uh, big six when we get into yeah, the, Super big, League. Yeah, the big clubs. Yeah. <laughs> Has it ever <laughs> been uh, your sort of dream to play for one of those clubs? Or do you feel like Blackburn right now? This is this is where I want to be for a while. So at a youth level, I've played for played for Man City and I've played for Liverpool. So, you know, that 
it's always a good experience because obviously you're playing with like the best player in England when you go to clubs like that. So, you know, then it's not not even necessarily taking the step down, but going to a lower club, frankly, and then showing what you've been taught at other clubs, you know, it, it helps the others as well. So that's really good to, like, you know, do that. And then you can just express yourself. That's great. That's great. So, um, yeah, going down to lower clubs, I guess, sort of with that being at Blackburn now, um, I think, you know, you've obviously heard about it. It's probably been very, very, uh, mm-hmm. the Super League. It's probably been a very big thing that's been happening in England. It's been a global yeah. issue. Sort of being in yeah. England, going up, watching football, being in that environment. What was your sort of first reaction to hearing I about absolutely hated it. I thought, why, why are we putting all the best teams into another league, by the way? Bearing in mind, we've got the Champions League. So, like, you know, game, like, big games like that are supposed to be played once or twice a year, you know, so then it's something to look forward to. But if you're doing it every single week, then there's no point at all because then people are just going to get bored of it and then there's no big games anymore. And then the effect that has on the league, where it's just going to be smaller clubs, obviously being able to call themselves bigger clubs, essentially, because all the massive clubs have gone into this league. And then financial-wise, all the money won't be able to go down to the grassroots because, you know, the big clubs are essentially not there anymore, so they're not going to bring in any money for the other clubs. And the support for the lower clubs isn't going to be as high. So, you know, it was just it's just going to affect everything. But, you know, I'm happy at the moment it's not going through. But, you know, they said it's on standby. But hopefully it never happens. Yeah, I mean, I think what's interesting was when I was doing research, you being a part of the U23s, playing with them a bit, mm-hmm. kind of interesting to see those sort of big six, your team Blackburn's yeah. actually in front of them in the U23. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, and giving them work. So, I mean, my kind of reaction to it as an American uh, football fan, I was sort of like, you know, it's obviously unfair because, you know, uh Games that matches, excuse me, that got me into the sport, like the El Clasico, yeah. London Derby, mm-hmm. all those sort of things. Like, you know, you look forward to them. It's like Christmas. You can't have Christmas every day or else you're just going to get Yeah, bored. of course. Exactly. So, yeah, definitely agree exactly. with you on that. Great points, especially about the grassroots. I actually never thought about that mm-hmm. because uh, in the States, it's interesting because sort of in development stages, like you have to pay all this money to play for like travel teams that kind mm-hmm. of have families like there's like for example a team like downtown united soccer club i'm in new york yeah they are connected to new york city fc the mls team which no one here really follows mm. like the mls that much but yeah. um, connected to the mls and then that team's connected into manchester city so i exactly. forgot his name harrison jack harrison i believe he played yeah. through that sort of system and now he's on loan at leeds but you know the U.S. has a horrible system, I feel like, compared yeah. to England. Because, I mean, even with the Super League, it's like there's so many flaws to it. Because in England, for example, there's so many divisions. So yeah, you don't exactly. have to be. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, what was that sort of experience growing up in the grassroots, having all these divisions? And even you, it seems like you had a pretty successful sort of time with it, playing for clubs like Manchester City, Liverpool. Yeah. Bit. So, I mean... You know, it's, it's always good knowing that you play for a big club, you know. 
like not necessarily for your ego or anything, you know what I mean? But just like so you can hold your chest up high and be like, listen, I played for such team and such team. And then you know, it could motivate others to, you know, do what you've done, you know what I mean? So that's good. No doubt. Um, I guess, was there ever, because it seems like right now you're staying sort of in England, but mm-hmm. are there any ideas or any aspirations to want to play maybe in a La Liga one day or play abroad? Or do you feel like you... Yeah, of course, absolutely. Obviously, there's been, um, I'm guessing, you know, Jaden Sancho is, you know, he moved to Borussia Dortmund. So that, that's been massive for everyone like all the youngsters like to not be scared and go out and try things but obviously you know there's there's certain places where I'd be hesitant to go in so like Spain you know lovely place and that but in football they're they're a bit racist isn't it so yeah we could really talk I mean I guess exactly I mean I guess that's everywhere you know what I mean but yeah you know there's there's certain countries where it's more highlighted than others Mm. And us as black people, you know, you just got to be cautious of that. So, yeah, no, you're one hundred percent right. Even uh, a big issue I sort of had was uh, City A, the Italian league, mm. and uh, I don't know. It just seems like there's always a trend there of African players, black players, just getting so much racial abuse in that league specifically. Yeah, exactly. League just not doing really anything about it. But um, I guess since you're already on it. Like, yeah, how's your experience sort of been like in England as a black footballer as well growing up? When I've when I've come to a professional level, I've not had it once at all. So I feel like people have a have a respect for that, you know what I mean? Like people know not to say it. Like nobody should say, you know, be discriminated anyway. But I feel like in this country it's kind of like promoted to not say it, you know what I mean? So but like lower down and grassroots, I've had it once or twice, you know. So there's an aspect of like, you know, these these obviously aren't professionals, they think they are, even if, you know, they're only playing for a small club. So you know, but you know, I I don't let it I don't let it affect me at the end of it because <laughs> I'm gonna dribble past them anyway. So <laughs> I like that attitude, sort of show them on the pitch, you know, do all the talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, that that's that's really good. It's very mature. I mean, especially as a young guy, sort of learning those lessons so quick. Because I mean, I think there's so many professionals even where, you know, it's a mental game. Football is a very mental game. So it's great that you, you got that already. Um, but yeah, I guess. Do you think, as uh, I guess growing up in England, young, black, eighteen. Do you see yourself right now just playing football as long as you can? And then after, uh, is there any game plan there? Have you ever thought about that? Or are you just sort of living in the moment? Uh, not necessarily, not, not, not at the moment. Not at the moment. It's, you know, I like to focus on one thing, one thing only, put my all into that. And then from there, we can move off and then, you know, I'll see, see what the future brings. Yeah. So I guess... um. Great answer. Going back to the Super League a bit, I think one of the key things I heard a lot of people talk about, especially former professional players, professional players, um, especially those that have been through the Premier League, 
it's that competition and how if you're just playing the best teams all the time, there's no opportunities for smaller clubs to compete. Blackburn mm-hmm. actually won the Prem. I didn't even know that in the 90s, I believe. Yeah, so yeah exactly. You'll never sort of have stories like that if it's just sort of leagues of the top players. So I guess growing up in that sort of system, what are the sort of lessons that you learned about competition, competing through that, through grassroots? With grassroots, it's, I'd say it's more, more aggressive than your average like professional team. Sorry, have you got your light light on there? There we go. Like, just a lot more aggressive, a lot more getting stuck in, especially when you move like higher up, like um, age-wise. So, so, you know, people won't be afraid to put in a tackle on you. And people just get on me because that's just what the game is at that level. But with, um, you know, with this whole Super League and that, it's, it's more of a fact that they're not going to be able to develop into, you know, playing for your Uniteds or ECs. Because every, realistically, everyone wants to play for a big club. You know, even if they might see themselves as not good enough, essentially. They want to. They want to go to a big club. They want to try and show that they're, they're the best. So um, that's just that's just another way of, of putting it. Because you know, if that Super League does go ahead in the future, it'll just mess everything up. Yeah, I mean, great points. But even you, as a again, like you know, you're young. You're 18. Your career hasn't even fully started yet you already signed your first professional contract do you see the development of a super league affecting where you see yourself in the next five years as a footballer what affected me with the super league is that they said they won't be allowed to play in a world cup i thought about why why? everybody dreams of playing in a world cup that's what you want to do you want to represent your country you want to win it so i'd say that you can only play for a club that's playing, yeah, the best teams in the world. But you're not allowed to represent your country. What's the point? You know what I mean? So then that they'd lose money because there'd be players there that would just be like, well, no, I want to do this, this, this. And if you're not letting me do that, it's going to move to another club. And then, you know, where, where do they go from there? You have to replace him. And then it's just losing more money, by, you know. Buying other players. Um, listen, it's just it's going to affect everyone if it happens. Such what it doesn't. But yeah, I'll set my point on that. On nothing. No, yeah, you said it very well. Um, so, would you say your goal is to play on the national team in the near future? Yeah, absolutely. How mm-hmm. soon do you see yourself uh, being called up? I mean, with the way things are going, the like youth is is quite good, you know, especially in England. I've got, you know, a few countries I could represent, you know, with marriage and that. But um England, the England youth at the moment is absolutely brilliant. Just like see them do well, you know, and young players doing it, you know, it motivates me and other young players to be like, listen, I wanna do that. No, I want to be the next England star or wherever you're from. So it's just a bit of motivation, really. But, you know, you can't stop just because someone young might be in your position. You know, they might be good. You just got to work at it and make sure you're better than them the next time the chance comes around. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. Are there any, um, I guess, any guys you probably look up to on the senior team right now or just even guys who play along that you're like, oh, yeah, this is a guy I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep up with or outwork even? Yeah, as a, as a fullback, I've mainly looked at Alfonso Davis. I love that guy, man. He's Amazing. just like... Amazing. Yeah, he's just exactly what I want to be like. And there's Ashley Cole. He's obviously in, obviously he's retired now, but yeah, he's someone who I really look up to. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I know he spent a bit of time in the US as well. So, mm-hmm. um, and then there's other players that I like showing the way now. So, like, you reach James's for Chelsea. He's a, he's a great player because, like, you know, he's got all the physical attributes, just make it to the top. Trent, you know, he's having a tough time at the moment, but. You know, he can, <laughs> we all know what he can do. So leaving him out of the squad would be a bit of a stupid idea. That's what I think. And and then Wan-Bissaka, I don't think Wan-Bissaka gets enough credit for what he does. Mm. So, yeah, maybe he needs to improve attacking-wise, but fullbacks, uh, the job is to defend. Like, you know, getting forward is a bonus. And I think people are mixing it up. The fact that they need to go forward all the time, but no, that, that's the attacker's jobs. Maybe backing it up from behind is, you know, a good way to support. And Juan is a very quick, very quick man, so he'll he'll be able to get back anywhere. But I just don't think he gets uh, the respect that he deserves. Hmm. I think you were saying a couple of questions back. You were talking about. Um... Mm-hmm how although England has a lot of great youth right now, there are a couple other countries that you could represent. Mm-hmm. What are those countries and have you considered it? Or is there one country you'd be like, oh, if I can't do England, but this country wants me to play? I mean, so why not? obviously the main one's England. Also got Scotland, I could represent. Uh, Ghana in Africa. And then I've got Antigua, Antigua and Barbuda. So... I don't know if you know what that is, just a little uh, Caribbean island. So, Yeah, I mean, Ghana Ghana's interesting because, I mean, 2010, I mean, that was that was a team. They were playing great. Yeah, I know. And, and now it's sort of, I don't want to say, because I always like that watching that side, but it's sort of like a downfall mm-hmm. almost. Exactly, I know. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, I haven't really been following them, but do you think there's like just – a lot of youth that could be playing where just like, you know what, I, I would rather go to England or Scotland rather than a Ghana side. It's too risky. Well, in Africa, they have they have a competition called AFCON. So it's African Cup of Nations. And for the under 20s, they won it this year, the Ghana. So there's obviously some youth there that are really good that us, we might not even know about yet. You know, they're coming into the ranks. So... That would be brilliant to know. Obviously, England is my top priority, absolutely. But Ghana is another step where I know that I'm going to be playing with decent players. So I'm just going to improve myself as well as improving others. You being black yourself, I think it's, it's there's an interesting narrative when you play for countries like England, countries like France specifically, especially after the 2018 World Cup, where there was sort of a narrative of like, mm-hmm. oh, like Africans won the World Cup, not France. 
and then sort of even yeah. African French people in their own country f- facing abuse if they don't play well, like Kareem Benzema said multiple times, how he doesn't even want to play or he doesn't play on the national team because mm. when he plays good, he's it's like Ozil almost in Germany. Like when he plays good, he's seen as yeah. a French person. When he plays bad, he's seen but as when a he plays bad, he's Algerian. Yeah. yeah. As Algerian, excuse me. So um do you feel like you face that anyway? Is that sort of something that you've thought about, or is it just like a you know, is what it is, I'll get there. I'll deal with it when I get there. I believe that if I play well, I'll get recognized. You know what I mean? So if they want me, they can come in for me. I'm not gonna go and beg and be like, Oh yeah play me on your team I'm good enough because at the end of the day they're going to lose out if they don't want to if they don't want to have me and then you know the main focus is club football because that's where you are 95% of the time but to play for a country that would be brilliant so I guess going to like a little different of a place about a year back and I know that you know with the protests that have been happening because of Super League and everything they're talking about mm-hmm. on the news how COVID protocols and sort of restrictions were being lessened there. I mean, a year ago, I mean, as a, when did you sign your contractors or what was your reaction when COVID just hit in England? No more football, no more training. Where yeah, were you? I mean, what was your mind state? Like everything. My mind at the start, I'm not going to lie. I thought we were going to have a week off, you know, I'd be like, yeah, I can chill. The weather was nice. I can go see my friends, you know, and we'll be back back in a week. But six months out of the game, that's mad. That affects you. And some people, not saying me, I, I worked hard in that lockdown. Because it was it was tough for everyone. It was tough for me. You know what I mean? But I worked hard and some people didn't. And you could tell when they came in. So that's all I gotta say. Good response. I like it. <laughs> Did you um sign your pro contract before then or after lockout? No, lockout? actually, I've only just been offered. I got offered about two weeks ago. Oh, geez. So that's yeah. yeah so it's fresh. You're a fresh pro right now. It's great. That's great. Yeah, so, there we go. I mean, it's awesome that you already have that mindset too before you even touch a pro contract. You know, working mm-hmm. hard in lockdown. You know, sort of seeing you know the people that worked hard, the people that didn't. I mean, that that type of stuff will get you far. There, mentally, do you feel like during that lockdown you hit like another level, sort of being like you know, because there's no motivation. Yeah. Like I me, mean, an athlete myself, I just it was tough because you really had to go deep within yourself to really start training and you know better yourself when there's nobody really pushing you around to do it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we we had Zoom sessions as well. So they were like, listen, today you need to do this, this and this. Send in what you, when you've done it, we can assess it. And then we go from there. And I was doing my own sessions as well with my, my agency. So they were helping me. And I came back a different player. You know, physically wise, you know, I got bigger, got quicker, stronger. And, you know, some people can live with it. And it was just like, this is me, baby. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I like that. I guess now sort of, you know, we've talked about everything I really wanted to get to. So now it's really on to the fun questions. You seem like you have a great football mind on you already. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw a little quick questions at yeah. you. 
uh, if there's one pro or one legend, past, present, that you would want to be on the same team as, who would that pro or legend be? Oh, um, Messi. Mm. I was I gonna say Ronaldinho. 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 He's beaky, man. He does different things with his feet that you know you can't even get. But Messi, that guy's fabulous, man. There's no ways to describe Messi. He's he can win your game. I mean, Ronaldo. Ronaldo can win your game, absolutely. But Messi, Messi's out of this world. So I think I already got your answer on it, but uh. For the great football debate question of all time, Messi or Ronaldo? Seems like you're leaning yeah. Messi, but... Yeah, Messi. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, agree. I'll agree with you on that one. Um, what do you hope to say or sort of get out of your career when it's all said and done? You stepped on the pitch, stepped off it for the last time. What would you have hoped to have achieved? I just want... I'd want people just to remember me, you know what I mean? Like, well, obviously I want to win trophies, I want to do the best I can in my own career, but if people remember me, then I've done my job. Great answer. Do you feel like, you kind of touched on this, but I guess, do you feel like personally, you'd want to do that at one club or would you just want to get to one of those big clubs that everyone loves to watch and then make your mark there? Definitely. Some players definitely go just, to a big club. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Some people, you know, want to be a club legend and that. Don't get me wrong. It's all good and that, but to really push yourself, you need to go to the best. That's how I feel anyway. And then you can excel there. Even if you don't excel as much, you can always go back and go, listen, I give it a good shot. And that's all I can do. You know, uh, have you been doing stuff in your community or where you came from? Because we, I don't know. I don't think I talked to you about it, but like, what, where are you from in England and sort of how has that, I guess, affected you growing up as a footballer? Maybe how you approached it? Oh, life? I'm actually from Blackburn. Wow. I'm actually from Blackburn. So, so this is your hometown. That's your club. Yeah, man. They live in the dream. The club. So. Living your dream. Exactly, man. I'm a. I know, so but community-wise, um, the club set up some stuff that we've that we've done as a as a team, where we've gone and done like food boxes, and you know stuff like that. So we've sent stuff off, but especially with the effect that Marcus Rashford's had now, I think that we'll start to do a lot more. Not just us in night, but as a community and just loads of different clubs. We're gonna start start trying to just do more for others, you know, because it's a big thing probably probably can screw a lot of people up and you know we need to be there from as you know that we're gonna have different problems to they have and, and their problems are you know the majority are gonna be worse than ours so go away together then hopefully you know the percentage will go down and you know that's what we want yeah obviously you're still young so you might not have to put in the same amount no obviously might not have the same amount of resources as marcus rashford mm -hmm. to make that change but I guess, are there any steps personally that you might have been taking in Blackburn specifically to reach out to those little kids saying like, you know, look what I've done with football, look what I've done. Sort of um, out a bit. We've got, we've got, a, you know, we, we've worked with a few kids, you know, even if it's not like helping others, it's just like, 
more of it in them. So it's like, listen, we're at this level. It's nothing that can say that you're not going to get to it as well if you work hard enough. So without that's that's probably the only thing we've really done as as a whole. But, yeah. Okay. So this is the final question that I have to ask. Mm-hmm. Had a great discussion, great answers from you, definitely. But um, yeah. let's say one day you get up on that stage, it's after winning the Ballon d'Or, winning one of those grand mm-hmm. awards, maybe the Premier League, maybe that, mm-hmm. maybe the World Cup. You get that big uh, trophy and you have about 30 seconds on the mic. What are you saying with those 30 seconds? What's going through your mind after everything that you've been through? Ah, I'd go mad. I'd be like, we've done it. You don't know. You know what I mean? I'd be like, I'd be going mad. I wouldn't even stay composed. That, that's our time. You know, we can do what we want. You know, obviously nothing out of, you know, our range, but that's our time. We can we can literally go mad if we wanted to because we've worked, we would have worked so hard to achieve what we've done. And, you know, just got to thank everyone for what they do. And you know, then then we party afterwards, and it'd be cold. You know, that's what we're about. Yeah. So, is there any? Is there one phone call that anyone you're calling first, mom, mom or dad, or my my family? You're gonna be on the pitch. (laughs) They're gonna be there with me. I love that. (laughs) So no need to call them. Everyone's gonna be there. Who cares for me? So I love that. Thank you for listening to this episode of What's Not Going On. If you made it to this point, appreciate you. I think that it was a really fun conversation I had with Lenny. He's a great guy. And I think overall, I learned a lot about not only him as a person, as an athlete, but also what it's like growing up in England and being a professional athlete is there as well. Um, if you haven't already, please follow the at What's Not Going On account on Instagram. On that, you can find in the link in the bio all the info you need, websites, how to listen to this on SoundCloud, Spotify, anything, Apple Podcasts, it's all there. And yeah, uh, see you next week and hope that you have a blessed day and week. Peace.